Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Montero, and today we're joined by Dana Melvin of Dana's Total Fitness in Hiram, Georgia. Dana, what's going on? How you doing, Austin? I am doing great, man. How are you? Appreciate you coming on today. Looking forward to our conversation. My pleasure. Awesome. Awesome. Let's get after Dana. So Dana's Total Fitness. So you opened your business way back in 1990, right? Uh, That's right. And then you were up in Maryland. You moved down here to Georgia uh, a few years after that, right? So let's go back in time to 1990, right? The early days. Um, good year. I know you're from New York, so Giants won the Super Bowl that year, which is a pretty good yeah. year. <laughs> And uh, so that was a great year. But um, why from a business sense did you decide to open this gym back then and go down this road of, you know, entrepreneurship within the fitness world? Right. Right. Actually, I was going back to school. Um, yeah. Albany, University of Albany. Yeah. And uh, I went back to school in, in Maryland. And I was working in, in a gym as a personal trainer. And they were charging $25 per session. And I was charged. It was... And it was split by $12. So I got $12. I said, man, if I do my own, I, I can keep all the money myself. So yeah, I start from there. Yeah, yep. I think we all kind of did the same thing, right? Like uh, I had a similar story, you know, and then mm -hmm. obviously once we get owning our own business, mm -hmm. all these other associated costs, right? As you know, right. come yes. with this thing. So I know you moved from Maryland to Georgia sometime after. So Let's talk about your, your actual space there, where we are now in Georgia, the physical space. Mm -hmm. What made you choose the spot you're in? Was there any particular reason? Was it your model? Was it location? Was it uh, the price of the building? What did that look like? Yeah, it was like 1,500 square feet. It had um, a warehouse and it has an office and a little AC in there. Uh, it was close to my house, about 12 minutes to my home. Nice. And it was, uh, the price was well, it was pretty good. So, yeah. My spot, yeah, it's perfect, right? Um, price is always a big thing, location is a big thing. If it's close to a house, yeah, double, double plus, right? Yeah. Now, and I, I do like the industrial look, I think it's uh, I think it's a cool look. I had the same exact thing. Do you have a garage door that you kind of pull up? I like that, yeah, exactly. Yes, uh huh. <laughs> so when, it, when it's nice out, you know, you can open that door, and people, mm -hmm. I'm sure your clients, clients exactly. love that, right? Get outside a bit, throw some kettlebells and stuff. So, yeah, all that being said. I have, yeah. sorry, I have everything in there. I have all the life fitness equipment. Nice. Chest press, shoulder press, lap pull down, rowing. Yeah. Bicep, bicep, everything. And uh, dumbbells from five to 100 dumbbells. Nice. And uh, leg press and squats. I have everything in there. And a full gym. Beautiful. So everything you could possibly need mm -hmm. to train your clients. Yeah, nice. Love it. Love it. So as far as your model goes, Dana, what services there are you offering at Dana Total Fitness for your clients? Uh, losing weight, gaining weight, uh, yeah. we're ready for uh, get married or uh, I will deal with kids as well. I'm, I'm a teacher as, as well. Oh, okay. Educator in health overall. So uh, I get kids ready for football, basketball, and track. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you're, are, you, are you still teaching currently? Yeah, I do. I train it around in Gosh. the Gotcha. At okay. a middle school. Yeah. Here about nine o'clock. So and I, I train after that. So busy day. The days are it's busy. A full, especially it's a full day for me. Yeah. 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 Tell us about that. Cause that's unique, right? Obviously hard to do. I know I had a 
second job some of the time, right, with the gym. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, obviously, teaching is a career, not just a job. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, right. Give us, like, a, a view, man, of, like, what is, like, a day in the life for you, you know, during mm-hmm. the school year, mm-hmm. also running the business? How, what does a normal day look like? Yeah. So, I get up at uh, 5 o'clock every morning. Yeah. Uh, I train my clients at sometimes maybe you know, 5.30 or 6 o'clock. Okay. I'm 7.30, and then I go to, go to school. Actually, I, I drop my, my son to school. Yeah. <laughs> To go to school, and then I I go to school, and okay. as soon as I go to school, I actually I go to to my gym. Okay, and I, I'm probably it's all by my by appointment, so I can be up to like nine ten o'clock. So at night, man, yeah, it's a busy, yeah, yeah busy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I know uh, I know you're doing personal training sessions and group mm-hmm. training sessions, right? Right, right? beautiful, mm-hmm. yeah. So been a, you've been a, a linchpin in the community, man, for a long time. So. Sure, marketing has probably changed a lot over the years and the ways you get new people in the door. You know, talk right. to us about how you get new clients in the door on, on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. But definitely with the pandemic, you know, a lot of people don't want to come to the gym. Yeah. A lot of people on, on virtual things yeah. like that. So people are doing that still. Okay. Some people, like I have a, was a doctor. She's only she goes to work and that's it. So she doesn't go out outside. So she'll, she'll do virtual. Got it. Okay. So. You've added the virtual piece to your business. Right. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, as far as- yeah. We'll do the screening with the, the mat, yeah. the temperature and all that. So, yeah. 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 Crazy time, right. To be, to be, yeah. you've been in the industry a long time. Never been any, anything like this, right. As oh far my as gosh. I'm business, you. <laughs> uh, lockdowns and uh, yeah. temperature taking mask wearing, uh, distancing capacity issues, all these things. So, uh, I think something like almost 40% of gyms close, which is crazy. Right, right. I have a actually, my team, I, my uh, football player. Uh, yeah. In Florida, they, he was closed down for, for a long time. Yeah. So terrible. Yeah, really rough stuff. So uh, hopefully we're back to some you know, normalcy now and everything. But mm-hmm. as far as your, your client book on the personal mm-hmm. training side, are you pretty much capped at this point for taking new people? Or are you still taking new clients? I still do. I still do. Yeah. I, um, when I was featured on Fox News, I wanted to oh, talk nice. there, and so a um, so they that that got me a lot of clients that yeah there. And then I have a, a lot of times too the clients they are um, they are actually advertising. You know, so they ask and say, "Hey, losing weight? What are you doing?" So I got a trainer. And, you know, he can connect a number. So it's you know, word of mouth. Can you hear me now? You hear me now? Hey, actually, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, man. I don't know what the heck's going on here. Jeez, is your con- oh, man? No problem. no problem. Yeah, is your connection all right? I know. I... Yeah, it should. It was. It should be good. It was cool, right? Yeah. And so it, my my Zoom just went off and it was spinning, mm-hmm. and I was I, I was taking a picture of it and gonna text you. Um, oh no! Okay. Tell you didn't just to tell you I didn't go run away. I'm still here, okay. but uh, <laughs> man, yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll try to we'll clean that up. That was weird. Um, I don't know what that was. Anyway. I just blame Zoom, you know, it was Zoom's fault. So, uh, <laughs> well, we, the last thing I got there was uh, you were on Fox News, helped you get some clients, right. So, which is awesome, man. When did they feature you on that? Oh, that was like uh, let's see, 2000, 2007, I think, you know. Oh, cool. Beautiful, beautiful. So that definitely mm-hmm. helped you get clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, what have you done, like, say, in the last, like this year, in 2022? Are you doing uh-huh. anything on, like, uh, social media or any other advertising along those lines? Instagram, things like that. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. 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 Is it like organically, like you're reaching out to people? Or are you doing any of the paid advertising down there? No, I just um, organic stuff. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 
and that's worked pretty well. I've had a get a. It does. I think, like I said, most of my clients, my clients, they reach out to other kids, my other other um other clients. Yeah. You know what are you doing? Because um. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of referrals from other referrals, clients. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, which is always great, man, for sure. Exactly. Now you do have a group group training group class mm -hmm. to the business, right? right. When do you run those? When do you run those classes at night? Yeah, like Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday, Thursday. Sometimes um, it's, it's a little cheaper. My my, my uh, session is like forty dollars per session. Okay, nice personal training. Then the other uh, the group is uh, one hundred fifty dollars a month. Yeah, a month. yeah. So I like that. Yeah. So you now you have ways to get people in <laughs> at a lower right. ticket with the group or a higher ticket with the PT, which is awesome. So like exactly yes. flexibility kind of serve everybody, right? How have you mm -hmm. gone about uh, getting members into those group classes as far as from a marketing standpoint? Just let them know that it's, it's cheaper if you want can't afford it. Okay. Get you in there as soon as you know, as soon as you can. Yeah. Working with the group. Yeah, no, I love it. How many, now you have the fifteen hundred square foot space, right? So you have a ton of great equipment there, which I love, man. Able mm -hmm. to do a lot of things, and those machines are great too, like the ones you named off. Especially if you have any injuries or anything, maybe a right. squat or yeah. can't lift yet, or you're working mm -hmm. back to it, or you know, you know the deal. So that's great exactly. to have that. Um, what are the classes? Do you use the machines in the classes? Do you use other tools? What I do the, outside too. We have the, yeah, yeah, the bands for the um, yeah, for, you know. I'm gonna do the, the post rehab things like yeah. that. Yeah, um, with the with the bands, definitely do that. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Bands are cool. Outside is good. Group class is fun. So we have group class PT. Mm -hmm. Been there for quite some time, man. So with your with your members and clients that you've had, I'm sure you've had some clients for for years and years and years, especially on the yeah. first training side. Have you seen like a life cycle over these years to how long people stay for any kind of trends that you've noticed uh, in regards uh, to that? I think um, I have clients who, you know, they, they like to up and down, they, they lose weight and then they come back and they, yeah. they fall off and they come back again. So, but uh, trying to maintain them. I think it was actually stay off, stay on top of them with the, with texts, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, man. Yeah, with, with my my I'll text them like every day, you oh, know, nice. just kind of personally like, hey, what what are you eating today? You know. Yeah, yeah, that's so key for them. You know, it's huge, man. Yeah, it goes a long way. I think for retention too, for like you said, like we're talking about, for keeping them engaged. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, for us as owners and coaches, like mm -hmm. adds that layer of accountability, right? So they uh, they have to check in with us, and a lot mm -hmm. of people are just looking for that part of the the deal, mm -hmm. which, which is awesome. You guys do. Do you ever do any events or anything like that to keep uh, the community kind of engaged? I do the uh, yeah. health fair. I have well, she was a um, science therapist. Nice, like a welfare, uh, uh, like a, a welfare uh, was a fair, like a yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, those are fun, and I we used to do a lot of those too, man. I always noticed that the members that came to those things ended up staying much longer than people that didn't. So like, yeah. Yeah, I love you doing that. I love you have uh, you know texting people with a cadence so they are right accountable and uh, they know that you care. Like we we care as owners and coaches, which is which is great, you know, and like and awesome. So retention's been pretty solid. Now with um, PT and group, we have those two kind of members, right? Are there ways you can ascend each of those into basically spending more money with us on uh, besides those two uh, items: supplements, nutrition, merchandise. Yeah, I do, yeah. I do like the um the about meal plans, things such. Yeah, yeah, nice. Meal plans. I don't do any nutrition. I give them. Um, I don't tell any uh, nutrition things like that. Yeah. But I, I recommend things like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then do you kind of make the meal plans for them? Like, I uh, do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a like 14 day plan. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. And is that something that um, you're doing like individually for every person or do you have a, uh, a, a pre-planned kind of template that pre-planned, you need? Pre-planned. Yeah. You can just, you don't have to recreate the, you don't have to recreate the wheel every time. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Which is, which yeah. is huge, which is awesome. So, so. What would you say, uh, Dane, as far as percentage of your clients' members that take advantage of, of that nutrition service? Because I think that's so important. Yeah, actually, I, I talk to them every day. Okay. Every day. And when you're on the cardio, like them, they start off with doing cardio. And so doing the cardio, like, like 10, to, uh, 20 minutes, we talk about cardio, about your nutrition. You know, what are you eating? You know, what are you yeah. not doing right? Maybe not eating enough, things like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's... Uh, Big part of this fitness and health thing, right? We can work out, but we need that nutrition piece there to exactly. get to the ultimate goal, obviously, right? So, so we've been in the community for a while, man. You've been an industry uh, expert, veteran for for decades, right? At right. this point in time, man, what is what are you focusing on? Like, what's next for you and your business on the gym side of things? Um, where are you looking to kind of still push this needle forward? I, th- I think on, um, I'm a former athlete myself. Uh, yeah. Bills on strike season, the eighties. So I'm dealing with a lot of athletes. I actually had a, a, a football player recently, but COVID kind of messed them up with that, with the, uh, the pro day. But um, I had uh, good athletes uh, I deal with all the time. That's awesome, man. So to continue to work with them, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, and then tell us about, I know you mentioned to me off camera earlier, man, um, an idea maybe for like uh, an expansion of the business with uh, yeah. another ability type thing. Yeah, talk to exactly. us about that. Yeah. It's like just about fifteen hundred uh, square feet. Yeah. Like maybe like you know six trainers within that gym. Yeah. Pay rent at the gym. Yeah. So kind of like that barbershop model. Barbers, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Takes you out of it, so they're paying. Uh, yeah. Obviously, they cover the rent, and then you make mm-hmm. the the profit and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. So that's right. cool. Always looking for growth, especially been in here thirty years, right? So where do mm-hmm. you feel like? your role with the business, you know, moving forward. Is this something you want to do for as long as possible? Do you ever see yourself taking a step back uh, from your training role and maybe just hiring somebody and being a like CEO type position? Where do you see yourself moving forward? Right. I, have a, I have a trainer in my, in my spot. Nice. So he's paying rent over there. Okay. Probably maybe two more people over there, my gym. And I may, I may step back a little, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Which is, which is awesome, right? Because then it allows you some time to do other stuff i guess right if, yeah yeah it, I'm, I'm right right now. You, right? like i've been there too man it's hard to step back sometimes and like you i know, know yeah like training clients who like being in the gym it's mm-hmm. uh nothing really like it that i've ever found so like yeah. when you get to that point you know down the road here what do you think how will how will your life change mm-hmm. uh day to day from that point uh the people ask me all the time when you know you're gonna retire from this i think yeah forever i think you know I've been doing it for, I work with, you know, I started working out when I was 13 years old. So, right, right. You know, so that's part of my life. Yeah, yeah. Do whatever it is, like brushing your teeth, right? Same thing. Exactly. Same. Yeah. Exactly. When you start retiring, you should start dying. So, you know. I agree. I agree. Um, I have a great, my grandfather's 96. He still goes to work every day. So he's a, he's a plumber. Awesome. So like, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> if you stop, it's, I say, once the engine turns off, it's it's over, you know. You got <laughs> to keep the engine running. But, um, so yeah, so. Uh, we talked about that. So that's kind of where we're going. And it's a tough thing to kind of step away from for sure. Like in mm-hmm. you know, 
definitely not definitely don't have to by any stretch right so we went through covid now uh dana we went through covid obviously a huge challenge any other challenges besides that mm. that you're facing now or have faced or maybe foresee coming up here um down the road to prevent to prevent you from any kind of growth um not, i can't see right now um things always coming can come up you know sometimes you're nervous about and but you can work through it yeah yeah, uh, staying positive, right? Seeking opportunities. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And uh, mindset's everything, right? As I'm sure you, as I'm sure you. Absolutely. Very cool. So you said there, uh, it cut out. You said you played for the Bills in '87. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How did that experience help oh. you with what you're doing now? What you've done since? It really helped me started my gym because that's yeah. some money on the side. You know. Yeah. I stacked my money, and when I came back, I came back and I, I yeah. You know, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, it sounds like a lot of fun. And mm -hmm. what position do you play? Receiver. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Cool. Yeah. That's fun. fun position for sure. Yeah. That's cool. Very cool. So, uh, no, man, that's awesome. And like, yeah, obviously working with a team is so important and being mm -hmm. in athletics, yeah. uh, I think teaches us a lot about entrepreneurship in, in certain ways, you know, and especially, yeah. especially in the fitness space. So, uh, no, that's awesome, man. Really cool to hear that. I did, I did not know that before we came on. So Dana, that is awesome. You have any clients tonight? You're going back to the gym? Yeah, I got well, uh, five thirty, six thirty. Beautiful, love it, love it. I'm, I'm home from um, school right now, so you got a tiny little. Oh yeah, are you guys off for the summer yet or no? Yeah, yeah. Come, well, actually, come back the uh, last week of July. So, oh, do you guys go back that early? But last week, yeah, we, we we leave, get out of school at um, May, end of May. Oh wow! All right, yeah, yeah I didn't know. That. Yeah, we our kids up here. Our kids just got out like last week. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> But so yeah, you got a nice little kind of some time off now to kind of focus on some other things, grow the business, focus on you, just chill for a minute, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, Dana, man, I appreciate you coming on. I think it's a, a great place to, to wrap up this episode. Where uh, For the listeners, where can they find you, like website or any social media channels you may have or anything else? Yeah, uh, uh, Instagram, uh, Dana's, Dana's D-A-N-A-S underscore total fitness, um, Dana's underscore fitness. I'm sorry, Dana's underscore total, total yeah. underscore fitness. Got it. Beautiful. Yeah. And that's Instagram, right? Same on Facebook? Yeah. And just add Dana, Dana Melvin. Beautiful. All right. I'm going to write that down here. I'm going to give you a follow here once we get off, man. But Dana, hey, man, appreciate you so much for coming on. Uh, awesome to talk to you. Been doing this since 1990, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. And uh, we wish you the best of luck, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, Austin, so much. Appreciate it. You got it. And listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Olusei Osinoa aka OC from CKO Roselle out of Roselle, New Jersey. What's going on, OC? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? We're doing great, Alex. Thanks for asking. How are you doing today? 
I did good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How was my pronunciation right there? Did I get it you down? Did it phenomenal. I was actually, I was actually very well uh, surprised. There you go. I've heard, I've, heard, I've heard a lot worse, but you, you, <laughs> it, was, it was almost there. You know, you were almost, good. almost there. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it for today. Um, awesome, brother. I appreciate you joining today. Excited to have you Pleasure. on. Um, but yeah, let's not waste any time here. How, how did you get started? What is it that made you want to start with opening your own fitness facility? Um, I've been in the fitness space pretty much all my life. I played sports, you know, growing up. I was a soccer player, then I became a football player, played some my pro football. So, uh, so uh, I've I've always been into into, into sports and, and fitness. And, you know, I became a personal trainer about uh, I think I think it was about maybe almost fifteen years now. And um, you know, it, it's it was it was something that I was just very passionate about, and it's spreading fitness awareness, helping people achieve goals, fitness goals, body goals. You know, so it was just a lot. It, it was just, it was just my love, you know. And um, so, obviously, the, the next logical approach is to have a, a facility where you could set yourself up and, you know, uh, bring all the business to you and uh, be comfortable and do your thing. You know, and have, so obviously, opening up facility was a, was that way to go. Cool, cool. So I know you own two CKO kickboxing franchises, right? How cool. long ago did you open that first one? Um, again, uh, they've been they've been up for a little while, but I just took over ownership about a year ago. About a year ago, okay. Yeah. And how how's that experience been for you? Right, one year of gym ownership here, coming out of COVID. Uh, it's 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 t- it's. First of all, I mean, um, I try to take everything with like optimism. You know, I mean, obviously, it's it's not easy to own any kind of business, especially advancing in an economy where there's just so many so many uncertainties, but. Um, I've, I've, I've always I've tried to do everything with, with enthusiasm, whatever it is they have to do. Um, and again, whether it's, I'm having a tough time for, you know, with, with the cash flow for the month or whatever it is, or I'm teaching multiple classes a week because I'm short on instructors. I, I take everything with positivity and, and enthusiasm always because this is my passion. Yeah. So I think the experience is, is fulfilling, you know. And it's part of the road here, you know, bumps and roadblocks. It's always part of the road stuff. You're going to have to learn to overcome. Right. Now, now for you, you're on your one. What's been the most difficult or unexpected thing when it came to running your fitness facilities? Um, personnel. I've been through a couple of trainers. Um, again, it's, it's really hard for you to find that person that really uh, is able to convey to that that experience that you like for the members to get when they when they having a when it when it be when they taking a class. Right. So finding that that instructor that could really just you know teach that class that again keeps that retention level high. You know, because right. people are like people people just get people get turned over very easily. You know, they come to a couple of classes and they don't have a good time. They don't like the, the they didn't feel they don't feel challenged or whatever. They don't like the personality of the tra- of the instructor you lose members like that. So right. the hardest part for me, honestly, is, is personnel. And yeah. how big is the team as of right now? How many other trainers do you as have? As of right now, I have, I have three, uh, I have two instructors, two instructors. There's a third, but you know, our schedule is going to be off right now. So she's not, she's not really available, but I really have two other instructors right now. Well, they're, they're great instructors. They're solid. Um, people love their classes. So, you know, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm happy with that, but I, I definitely want to bring on more instructors to the staff. If I, I could use about like two more instructors, you know, so I could, so I don't have uh, a one instructor teach four classes in a week, you know, I yeah. should be able to finish. And again, yeah. that, 
it keeps it keeps it keeps the members happy too because yeah. you're getting something different every time you know and frees up your own time right you don't want to yeah. have to be in this position to where your business turns more into a job right where you're training having to train eight hours a day um, yeah <laughs> i mean it just kind of gets hiring obviously yeah. Yeah. but again honestly man and what i've had weeks where i've had to teach them they're like you know eight classes and i just do it every time with like with gratefulness because that's one thing i know like i know what i've been through i know you know what it, what it took for me to get to where i'm at today so like i'm I just keep a very positive work at Idaho, man. You know, I, I don't think about it because I know that this is where I would I, I wanted to be, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So CKO kickboxing out of Roselle. So let's see, how does, I know you guys offer mainly group training. You're also doing private training as well. What does that split look like to you? Are most people going to the group training classes? Are you able to fill up the private training the way you want to? Um, I think so. People like the group training to classes. It feels it fulfills a purpose. Um, we do get people of like different fitness levels, probably more towards the beginner side, right? So most people in that demographic are just you know they want to go to the gym, get a great sweat, you know, feel like a little burn, and that's pretty much enough for them. All right, so. That's the first thing. So people are pretty satisfied with the group classes. Now, with the one-on-one -on -one training, got to realize that uh, location, finances, and a lot of things that go into play when, when you're talking about doing the, the group class and also paying extra for personal training. So it's right. a little bit tough for that just because of that fact. Um, I'm staying busy, you know, but people, you know, the majority of people aren't doing one-on-one, -on -one, you know, one-on-one -on -one training. Why, why do you think that is? Do you think it's um, more so the demographic or the pricing yes. or is it, you know, lack of offering that service to your members? Because a lot of people, you know, they forget to even offer that higher level service because they assume that everyone's going to go straight into group training. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a little bit of a reluctance to really like pushing that side because they're going to understand because it's, it's, it is a demographic and it's a location, you know, uh, you know. Uh, I think um, not to say, you know, people in that demographic don't spend money on training, but it is, it is a little bit of a luxury item for whoever's going to pay for that. So for a person uh, that's in a beginner level, right, which is, again, what the majority of people in my classes are, are it's a hard sell for you to tell them, well, in addition to doing this class that's already kicking your ass, go pay for a one-on-one -on -one training. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. They don't see the need yet. Have you, know? you ever thought of maybe pushing more towards like a semi-private or small group model, right? To where you're able to basically give them that personal training, one-on-one -on -one type experience, you know, three to four people per class, but you are able to charge more because it is a better, better level of service. So, yeah, so, so that's, so the, the, like I said, the gym is a, is a kickboxing gym. So again, it's a group class with, with a person to feel because you, know, you have the members on the bound their bags and you're walking around and you're kind of like motivated, but motivated each and every single person in the class. Okay. So there's almost like a personal touch store there. Um, so it's the class serves the purpose of that end. Um, if I wanted to go a little bit, a little bit further than that, I maybe offer like it maybe our smaller group where um, strength training, which is what 
we we actually in the works of, which is like a small, like, you know, five to six um, people in the group and then just focus on strength training as it relates to, you know, to kickboxing. Okay. And okay. we'll be incorporating a lot more, like more resistance, so like resistance training and so on. So yeah, so that's that'll be something that that's something that we're gonna be working on, you know, offering. Okay. So so CKO Roselle, I know you're sitting at about a hundred members right now. What's the other location look like? Where are you at with membership at that one? So um truth, truthfully speaking, that other location is currently like uh temporarily closed. Okay. Um managers again and he, he, the reason why it's closed is really the same thing about the whole staffing issue, you know. Um that location was a little bit more affluent, a little more disposable income, uh, bigger class, you know. So it was, it was doing, it was doing okay. It was doing okay. Okay, okay, sounds good. So, so you did tell me you want to see a little bit of membership growth, at least at the Roselle location, right? What does that yeah. really look like to you? What's that goal number for you that not only puts you in a good position but the business as well? I think I actually, I, I, I honestly, I think five hundred members would be like where, where we want to be, you know, okay. um, and, and provided, you know, we have the personnel to, um, to offer the classes as well. Right. So we, we are, we are, we are, we're not there yet. Um, but yeah, if, if all things being, you know, working out the way they should, we'd have 500 members and we'd have at least about like five to six instructors just rotating, you know, teaching maybe like, you know, three classes every week individually. Okay. You know, Cool, cool. So let's see here. So what type of things are, are you actively doing right now to aid that growth process to eventually hit that 500 member mark? So, you know, again, the first thing though is is uh, member retention, uh, serving the members, because continue to offer them that quality that they like, that they're going to go out and speak to their friends and the family members about and bring them in. Uh, and then I'm, I'm also ramping up uh, the marketing part, just getting out there. Um, I know there's a state, there's a street fair happening this weekend. We're gonna go out to give out flyers. You know, we're gonna set up a booth. You know, uh, you know, give out, give out. You know, uh, packages, deals. You know, first time members. You know, so um, those are the two things that we're doing again: number yeah. retention and uh, ramping up that market getting out there, let, letting people know that we're, we're there. Cause you know, I think a lot of people in that area actually really thought that gym was still closed from, cause it closed down when the, uh, pandemic. When, when the pandemic had started. Yeah. So, um, I think, uh, people just didn't know that we opened back up yet, which is funny because you know, and have you ever dove into or thought about trying any type of like digital marketing, like, you know, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, yeah, we do that. We do that. We have an Instagram page, uh, on Facebook. We do Google marketing as well. You know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Do you guys do that in house, or do you have like a like a team who helps you out with that as well? It's it's uh, there's a there's a company that we work with that handles that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And, and what's that look like to you? How many leads are you able to get? You know, on oh, a we, given... get, we get about we get about you know a good amount of leads, maybe like five leads every week. Okay. Know? Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And so cool. So what is your, you know, your sales process kind of look like from there? Let's say it's myself, right? And, you know, I'm interested in what you have going on. Maybe I see you guys on Instagram, Google, Yelp, or something like that. Um, what's your process from turning me into, from an interested lead into a paid member? 
Um, so that so we got the hit, we got the we got the lead email or a message. There's a lead page. You know, so you see, uh, you know, uh, the lead page. Uh, tell you know, it also shows you like, um, you know, uh, like their question because a lot of times you know, when people go uh, find us on Google, uh, uh, they go to the website and there's a there's a place where they can like you know ask a question like, hey, what's your price and stuff like that. So we get so when we get the lead um, email, like it has all of that. So what we do is we reach out to them, um, you know, send them all the information about our memberships, the different packages. Uh, I try to get them on the phone, you know, offer them like you know, uh, a free uh, day pass. Like, hey, come check out the gym, you know. Um, get like, we, we, have a, we have a starter pack, which is like a trial pack, where you could get uh, three classes and a free set of gloves. And that's pretty cheap, you know, without a commitment. So people usually, people usually jump on that and try out the gym. You know? Okay. So okay. then after that point, our goal is to try to, you know, convince them in, in three classes that it should join, become a member. So cool. So so if it's myself, basically you kind of get me on the phone, get me booked for a free class. I come and take a couple free classes, and then from there you try to make the sale. Yes. Okay. Awesome. So do you have any of your trainers partake in that process as well, or do you handle all the sales yourself? No, I, all, all our trainers are uh, pretty much knowledgeable, knowledgeable, about, knowledgeable about the marketing process and uh, how to sign people up. So, you know, we actually try to offer incentives to all the instructors, you know, to go to approach like any first timers. Because you, you could see like it was, it was, it was, it was on, a, on a trial pack, you know, so you, see, you know what that person is. Well, all the, all the instructors are supposed to go approach him. Talk to them after the class, like, hey, listen, how would you like the class? What do you think about it? So are you ready? To, you know, are you ready to sign up? You know, and you know, try to get them to, you know, become a become a member of it, join the family. And how how's your? Do you track your conversion rate for that? Like, so the for the five leads you get on a weekly basis, out of those, how many are you able to close? Um, it's it's not. I, I think fifty percent. You know. Um, I think the main thing is really just trying to get people to come into the gym. Like nights out of ten, when they come into the gym and they try one of our classes, like they they become they they join. Okay. You know now, um, the if they're on the side, what they tend to do is they do the uh, the, the no contracts. So we have two kinds of membership: one with a contract and one without a contract. Okay. So I I tend to be getting people that are more interested in the no contract than getting locked in on the twelve month contract. Of course, right. Which I mean, okay. which is funny because it's like thirty dollars higher. You know? There you go. I sneeze right there. Luckily, I muted myself in time. Okay, well, yeah. awesome. So, so for you, you'd say the focus is less so. You know, your sales process is pretty good. When it, when people get in the door, it's more so finding a way to get some more people shoveling in on a consistent basis. Okay. Right. Awesome. So. Another thing I like to touch on, I know a topic that we spoke before the podcast was wanting to figure out how to maybe add some extra layers of service or figure out ways to make more money per customer. What does that look like? Do you guys offer any type of nutrition, accountability programs? Um, yeah, that's, a, that's definitely something they're also working on. Um, we do offer uh, customized meal plans for members okay. that are interested. Okay. Um, they get a discounted rate for that. You know, um, the person we offer, we, we, we also offer that personal training, but it's just, you know, just a matter of like who's interested and who's not. Yeah. You know, um, so. Okay. 
Definitely. Yeah. I mean, nutrition and accountability is huge and it, and it blends with that, you know, client retention that you want to, right? Because at the end of the day, I always tell people as, you know, fitness business owners, we don't necessarily sell fitness. We more so sell results. We sell yes. a lifestyle, a way to reach their goals, right? So if you have those extra services that help them reach their goals, it just, you know, helps yes. with it helps them be happy with the service they're getting. It helps with client retention and so forth. Um, I've even heard of some kickboxing gyms who, you know, they'll have nutrition and accountability virtually, right? So people pay for a little extra more to get this higher layer service. And what they'll do is have nutrition and accountability run through apps. So they have apps like what my fitness pal Trainerize, where they're giving them daily meals, a weekly grocery list and daily workouts from when they're not at home. Um, so just smart ways to kind of diversify as well. Um, but cool, OC. So another question that I like to ask here, um, if you could have a magic wand, right? Let's say like a magic business wand, you could have your business be in the exact position that you want it. What would that really look like to you? Um, it looked like, you know, getting out my membership up. So the number that's optimal again. I think you know. I think I'm on my result location right now. Uh, the goal is will be 500 members, um, and then also obviously getting the staff, the personnel, up to par. We'll get a good rotation of about maybe five or six trainers, yeah, um, and being able to like you know optimize like the upsell, like so whether it's what I want pad work, or you know personal training or nutrition. You know, so that so if all those wheels are turned, I think I'd be like a person everything. Yeah, definitely. And what do you think is like the biggest bottleneck that's holding you back right now from being able to see the type of membership growth that you want? Um, I, well, I think that, I mean it's really nothing holding back. I think it's a it's a it's a daily it's a work in progress, and we. We've grown from where we started, where we were when we first started out. When we opened up our doors last year, February. So, uh, man, since then, we've grown the membership. You know, we've done what we were in the beginning of last year. So, go. I don't think there's really anything holding us back. I think it's just it's just time and effort, you know, and we put in the effort every day. I agree. Okay. And, and, yeah, I mean, getting to that 500 member mark would help a lot. And that's a huge jump, too, right? Do you yeah. think that there's anything that you have to add on or maybe get better at to be able to hit that 500 member mark? Um, I think if we just keep doing what we're doing right now, I think we'll be fine. We'll get there slowly but surely, you know. Um, I do definitely want to do a little bit more community outreach programs, just be more at, like, you know, more events. I mean, even think about it. So we opened up last year in February, which is pretty much like, in the beginning of like you know the quarantine period, so it, all of last pretty much all of last summer, people were still shell shocked. Like there were no street fairs, you know. There weren't you know, you weren't really going to gatherings to go like try to give out flyers and things like that. It was and it was just the way like that you get a lot of members sometimes, you know, going to the street fairs and going to the, like you know schools, high schools to go do like a little event there. You weren't doing all that stuff last year, so this is like the first spur where we have you know, open range for like, you know, do as much as we can to really wrap those numbers up. But, but even we're standing that we're still, we're still growing since like from last year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. 
Awesome. So OC, we know what you want for your business now, right? We know you obviously have a big passion for not only the service you provide and the team you have with you, the team you hire, you know, what you're offering to your members here, but what is it that you want from the business, right? What do you want CKO kickboxing to give back to you and your family at the end of the day? Um, what I want, I mean, I, it's, it's already given back to me, you know, which is for, which, which is the fitness lifestyle that I, I, I want to live, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that itself is like, you know, so reward is quite priceless. You know, the flexibility to spend time with my family, like I'm home right now, you know, yeah, my son is at school, but you know, like, you know, I get to hang out with my daughter. I love my daughter and my wife. She also works from home. So I think that flexibility to just be able to make my own schedule pretty much and, you know, live life in my own terms, that's like fulfilling in itself, you know. Um, obviously, you know, I, I, need to, I need to earn some sort of limits so I could you know, pay my bills and keep a roof over my head. So obviously I want money coming in into the business to, to, to be able so that I could, I could, I could live comfortably, you know? I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And I think that's a pretty good spot to start to wrap things up on this episode, OC. But before we do head out of here, please give a shout out to your, you know, your website, Facebook, Instagram, anything, just so the listeners could find some more info on you and your gym. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing, OC here? Listen, we are out there, CKO Roselle in Roselle, New Jersey, 711 East First Avenue. Follow us on Instagram, com, Facebook, Roselle. Come through, come check us out. Uh, check us out. Check out, check out our website, CKOReselle.com. You know, click on the membership specials page. You see a bunch of uh, packages. You can get jumping out triple pack, three, three classes and a free set of gloves. Come through, try it out. I, I'm sure you're going to love it. All right. Yes, sir. You guys, make sure you check them out. We got OC here from CKO Kickboxing out of Roselle, New Jersey. I appreciate you once again. And as for the listeners here, don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Mike, who is the president and head coach of Fernie Old School Boxing in British Columbia, Canada. What's up, Mike? How are you today? Good morning. I'm well. How are you? 
Awesome. Doing well. Thank you for taking the time to join us. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. All righty. So let's uh, waste no time here getting into the details. How did you get started in Fernie Old School Boxing? What is the story there? The story, um, myself and my then very young kid were walking down the street and we met a guy doing some construction on our house. And uh, my kid wanted to look at the tools in his trailer. And the guy there looked me up and down and just said, do you box? And I said, no, I played 35 years of rugby, um, did a lot of boxing on the rugby part. And he just said, well, you should come down my club and check it out. And that's what I did. Um, I did do some boxing back in the UK as part of my rugby training and um, got into the club 12 years ago. Never looked back. It was exactly what I needed to release the demons I had from my own consulting work at the time. Mm -hmm. Smashing a bag is very therapeutic. Mm -hmm. And uh, as time went progressed, he got very busy with his own work. He had to have hip, hip replacements and basically cut into the chase. Two years later, I'd completed my boxing coaching courses and took over the the club from him in around about 2011. So I've now I've been president and head coach there for pretty much 12 years. That's, uh, that's how I got into it in Little Fernie. That's awesome. So it's uh, kind of something that almost fell in your lap. Like it was kind of like meant to be, you know? Yeah, fate. <laughs> fate yeah. whatever it was exactly what I needed at that point in my life you know I'd, I'd spent nearly 30 years behind a, a desk in, in one form or another mm-hmm. been very active there was no rugby team in Fernie at, at that time so I was struggling to find some form of contact sport I don't skate or ice skate very well so the Canadian ice hockey wasn't Not wasn't one of my fill no no so uh yeah it did yeah it was fate yeah for sure and uh it worked out pretty good yeah yeah absolutely so now as far as the business model goes or the structure within the gym itself how are you structuring things are you doing group classes one-on-one semi-privates what do the offerings look like yeah um it's kind of a pre and post covid environment we have at the moment Pre-COVID, we were running uh, three three classes a week, um, group classes um, for for mixed abilities. Um, we had a, a lot of requests for a, a female women's only class, which we did trial. Um, it was relatively successful. Um, we also run kids classes. They've been very successful um and then we do offer myself and one of the other coaches we do offer privates one-on-one should not everybody's comfortable in that group environment for whatever reason and wherever possible um we we will run the one-on-ones if that fits in with our schedule and the client's client schedule Mm -hmm. um yeah and then post-covid um you know, we were restricted on numbers as one of the COVID regulations. You know, we were in the square footage of our classroom. We were we could only have 12 
12 clients in there um, as opposed to, you know, in the winter time here in Fernie, we can have upwards of 30 people in the same room, you know, so it, it, right. it, hit, it hit pretty hard. We're now back to being unrestricted. It's just, I think there is some, still some tentativeness out there. It is a contact sport. So you are at some point you are becoming up close and personal with with other members in the in the gym if you are you know even on the workout not even sparring you know when we're doing the glove work mitt work or sharing a heavy bag with another member you are close um, mm-hmm. it, it's picking up this time of year summertime nobody wants to be in a basement uh you know mountain biking fishing camping all that's good stuff mountain stuff does come into the play um a lot of gyms in this area or boxing clubs martial arts clubs do shut down for those summer months um we're trying to keep open just to Uh supplement supplement our income but yeah so those those are the group classes it's a group and single classes um it's been relatively successful so we hope to that format has worked for us uh yeah Got it. Okay. And as far as numbers go, membership numbers, are you back up to pre-COVID numbers or? No, we're, we're missing that. Um, did, you know, that, that those winter numbers I mentioned, they're upwards of 30. It's uh, in the winter, it, it is a transient community. You know, we get a lot of people from around the world here to work that ski season. Um here in Fernie. So a lot of those people make starts come in in September. They're stuck for a few things to do. So one of the things they look at is getting fit. They come to, we're probably one of the cheapest options in town for a workout. So we do get that influx of numbers around that time. You know, as I said, we last three years, the travel restrictions with COVID have hit, hit us and also the, the ski hill for employment. Um, so I'm hoping this year we might we might get to see those numbers again as the travel restrictions are lifted, you know. Mm-hmm. So fingers crossed we don't get another surge in in COVID and all the rest of it. I hate using that word, but it, it's mm-hmm. still out still out there, right? So yeah, uh, and as far as actually getting the word out there to let people know that you're there, the services that you provide, how do you approach that? What does marketing look like? What does advertising look like? How are you getting people in the doors, essentially? Yeah, yeah social media has always been, over the, more recently, has been key to a lot of our um, advertising. There's a local press here. There's a, a weekly newspaper. We will throw adverts in there. Um, we normally throw one in kind of at the end of August, just to remind people that we're, we are there. Um, we get a discount for, for that as we're a nonprofit club. Mm-hmm. So we, we get a, it, you know, we'll take any discount we can. So we get that. We'll advertise that. Um, and then word, word of mouth, um, you know, we kind of low key, um, we do have a website that to be honest has fallen with, with social media overtaking websites. And that seems to be the case in a lot of areas. Um, it has, we do get some referrals come in the, the, the contact us comes directly to me, um, it probably is due for a revamp to be perfectly honest in a big update, but we, yeah, the, the websites out there, but um, 
I think social media, the, the you know Facebook, Instagram is um, where most yeah. of, most of our advertising is done through. It seems to work. Seems mm-hmm. to reach a lot of people. Uh, I think Facebook was the baby. It's kind of gone out of favor. Maybe it's coming back round again. I I don't know, but uh, yeah. Yeah, that's... I mean, Facebook is still the best converting platform right yeah, now yeah. within the market. So yeah, that's still yeah. kind of where it's at. Um, and now, are you doing paid advertising through Facebook no, and Instagram? No, or no, okay. we don't. Um, not that I don't get pinged every nearly every day on uh, the Facebook. Oh, you know, reach reach your audience further for an additional five or ten bucks or whatever it is uh, i've not tried that um just as as uh, as we are a non-profit i don't like dipping into the unknown and probably i would have to speak to the board about you know even if it is ten bucks you know um about whether we do do that or not right yeah and that um that's typically boosting a post and that typically doesn't work very well yeah if I'm being honest um but paid advertising campaigns are where it's at because you okay. can set those up you can target properly you know you can speak specifically to who it is that you want to come into the gym um they can click fill out a lead form give you all the information that you need so that's typically where it's at as opposed to boosting a post for five to ten dollars you know that okay. usually promises that okay we'll we'll get you in front of whatever it is two hundred thousand eyeballs but it's like cool are those people actually interested in boxing yeah. you know because yeah, exactly. it doesn't really matter if you show a bunch of people that aren't interested right it's like we want we want to show it to yeah. the right people yeah. um so a lot of people kind of get hung up on that and boosting posts and then they decide that like facebook advertising doesn't work right but that's it's- not it's the wrong one. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's yeah. that's the wrong approach. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the advertising through Facebook, again, best converting platform still to this day, Instagram, Google, um, that's where you can really reach the masses, you know, because okay. word of mouth is fantastic, but it's limited. You know, there's only so many people in yeah. that pool that you're pulling from. So if you can have multiple polls in the water, as far as how many people you're actually reaching in different platforms to reach them on, then that sets you up for the most success. Okay. So now as far as, um, key challenges or bottlenecks within the business. I always like to ask about this because typically there are challenges along the way. There are bottlenecks within the business that are grabbing a lot of our attention. Uh, So are there any challenges right now or any uh, bottlenecks within the gym that you're really working on right now? Yeah, we've we've got a, you know, a a couple, um, you know, before we went live, I think I touched on a couple of them. Um, our, our main challenge at the moment is our actual space that we have available to us. Um, <clears throat> we're in, uh, we're on the main street in Fernie. You could actually walk past us and not even know we're there. So it's, uh, it's almost like the film Fight Club. You know, there is a Fight Club in Fernie, but nobody talks about it, <laughs> and and you can walk past it without even knowing it's there. You know, we 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 do use that term with some irony. You know, and it's a double-edged sword. It's kind of cool to have that, but in the same breath, it's not doing anything for our numbers and our 
our income, which we need right. to cover the rent. The actual location, yeah, it's downtown on Main Street in Fernie, but it's it's in a basement <clears throat> underneath one of the bigger buildings there. Um, but we're restricted on the the opening times of those commercial spaces above us, which is essentially shops. I think there's a hair salon behind and um, a couple of other things there. So be, between the hours of nine and five, nine, nine and six, we can't operate, which in a, in a mm. ski town, which is a lot of people are employed in the service industry, the bars, the restaurants, um, the, the shop, the retail shops. Uh, and, you know, they're, they want to be able to come to a, a, a lunchtime or a daytime session because they're, they're working in the evenings in the restaurants and we can't do that. The noise be, that we generate, um, bag workouts, you know, always, always need music as you, as right. you probably know yourself, yeah. you need something to get you, get you going. Uh, we can, and, and the beat timer, um, for, um, it's all noise. Um, which travels through upstairs um so we can't operate so that's one of the challenges we have and sometimes sometimes with one of the other challenges we do find is a uh, retention of clients it, it's it's uh, cyclical um um it would be great if we could keep those winter numbers that we have for the entire 12 months of the year but it just doesn't happen um it, it's you know, um, seasonal, uh, for want of a better word, you know, we get all the people coming in for the winter to work the ski hill and whatever. And then come the summertime, we're in a, a sweaty basement gym. Um, when it's, when it's even in, you know, we're in a mountain time, but we get temperatures in the mid thirties, touching the forties in the summer. When that happens, nobody wants to be in that sweaty gym. They want to be out in the river or fishing, mountain biking, camping or whatever for, um yeah and you know we have those kids classes that i i also mentioned uh, before we went live there they they get well attended but just trying to keep that interest going for more than one or two months um but i think that's the nature of that kind of age group that they love it for a month or so and then something you know butterfly and off they go and find <laughs> find something else to do you know and just keeping that interest going you know, we, we get a something that we do do a big charity event. It's one of the biggest events in town. It's a big show. Um, we'll probably talk about that later. But immediately after that event, we get a surge of people coming down for maybe a month or so just to come and check us out or whatever. And that peters off a bit. But mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I guess those are the two main challenges that we have at the moment. Okay. And as far as the retention goes, so are you offering any other services to your clients like nutrition, accountability, anything of that nature that kind of provides another level of value for them? Because typically, I mean, when people see results, that's what makes them stick around for long periods of time. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, A, no, we don't. Mm -hmm. Um, B, um, I totally understand what you're saying. And those people that do come down the club um, for whatever reasons, like we had a couple of guys come down, they, they were seriously overweight <clears throat> and they came down, they tried various other things at gyms and, you know, they probably changed some of that fat to muscle, <clears throat> um, but they weren't seeing any 
serious changes. And I said, well, you've got to be serious. And they actually stuck with us for <clears throat> six months or so. Mm-hmm. And um, they were really amazed by purely the workout that we were offering at the boxing gym, which was different to just pushing weights in, the, in your standard gym. Because um, as you know yourself from your background, it's a lot of cardio work. We do a lot of cardio work and that's, you know, and we always say at the start of any, go at your own pace. Don't kill yourself on the, on the first class. We want you to come back. Uh, that's what these two guys did. And the, the weight loss and the whole change in physique and demeanor and their mental state in that six months totally changed. And it was really good to see. They still come down. Um, but I think it works. Offering a nutrient is, yeah, for sure, is the right route. But you also need a buy-in from your clients coming down that it's not going to be overnight you know you watch these weight loss programs reality tv shows on program where one week they're this and then they flip back and the next week that's not reality um mm-hmm. and, and unfortunately that's what a people a lot of people i think have that mindset that they believe that garbage on the tv to be honest it's not it, it's it's a long process but mm-hmm. it's also it's got to be dedicated and committed but those two are the same words, I guess. So right. it, it works both ways for sure. Yeah. But, but no, we haven't. Maybe that is a, an option we could go down. Uh, again, you know, I, I think Inferno, there are a few nutritionists that we could work with um, because to be brutally frank, I just haven't got the time to even, as much as I'd like to myself, from my own knowledge, I just haven't got the time to do that. Right. At the, at the moment, and time is another issue, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, industry average typically for clients sticking around is three to six months, uh, which is not a long time, you know, and usually um, we're not ever profiting off of those clients, you know, because um, usually, you know, when we're talking about for profit, we're typically spending money to acquire clients and then they're only sticking around for long periods of time. And usually it's costing us more to acquire the client than it they're ever paying over the lifetime of their membership. Um, But when we start to see changes in how long people are sticking around, typically it's because there's nutrition, there's accountability, there's a higher level of service and value for the client, which in turn also allows you to charge more for the membership. And when people pay more, they pay more attention as well, right? So it's like they're showing up, they're sticking to those meal plans, they're being held accountable, and then they're getting the results that they're looking for. So those results make them want to stick around longer, you know, but that's something that is kind of is faced across the industry. You know, like I said, the average is three to six months, which is not a long time. And that's constantly requiring you to go out and find new people. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a churn, churn situation there for sure. Right. Yeah. But, you know, if you can get into a situation where you can plug that hole in the bucket, I mean, it's much cheaper to keep a client than it is to acquire a new one. Right. So it's like multiple ways to grow a business. We can get more clients. We can get them to pay more by providing them higher levels of service and we can keep them longer. Um, So it doesn't always have to be about bringing new people in the door. Obviously, it's nice to have a a balance across the three ways there. Um, So now as far as goals go for you within the business, where would, well, I guess I, I keep calling it a business, but I mean, it is a business essentially at at the end of the day. Um, So 
what are the goals? Where are you looking to take it? Where are your main focuses? Kind of give us a, a picture there of, of where you're looking to go. Yeah. Um, I think we touched on, on one of those restrictors for us, which is the, the space we are currently in. Um, it's a, again, a yet another double-edged sword, um, commercial space and, and rent here is, um, A is hard to find and B good old ski town prices. Um, it's like, it, it's like being downtown Vancouver as regards the cost of square foot, you know, probably looking at around about 15 to 18 bucks a square, a square foot. Mm-hmm. So that's, a, you know, it's, that's a lot of money. Uh, currently where we are, um, it's a basement which can't be used for retail. It's effectively storage. I think in another area, there's a band using it as a rehearsal studio and, and we're in there doing what we do. Um, whether it's up to code, I don't know. I don't care, but it, you know, <laughs> it, it's, uh, it, it's a reasonable rent. Um, it's, Pretty much since I started in 2012, there, uh, um, 2011, it's more than doubled in rent since we first started. But but our actual cost of coming to our club has remained pretty consistent. Mm. So that's a challenge. Um, and as I mentioned, to get those numbers and to do those other classes effectively, we can't remain we can't remain in that space. Um, so where yeah the where I would like to be is in a, a, a space where we're not restricted on those numbers. Um, recently, we have looked at a space. Um, it's huge. It's um, again, it's a basement area, but mm-hmm. um, without the restrictions of those that we have with the actual retail spaces above us. And it's 6,000 square feet um, wow. as opposed to our 1,250, but the rent is, is the same if not cheaper, uh, but it's raw. It's a raw space. So um, we've looked at it. It's probably going to be around fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 worth of work to get it to where we want it. However, the we've recently had inquiries from a couple of people wanting to share our current space for jujitsu. Um, and we had a, an inquiry for some guys doing taekwondo. Mm-hmm. So in my my vision um, would be to set up the Fernie Fight Club in that space and effectively create a dojo um, whereby we would have multi-disciplined classes. If I can get a hold of the karate guys, because they're all using communal community spaces, whether it's at a school, mm-hmm. whether it's at a, a hall or whatever, where after every class they have to pack all their right that's a lot <laughs> all their stuff away and all the rest of it for another week and then set it all up for the next class and mm-hmm. you know and, and that's effectively that's one of the options we looked at and we just thought no we can we can't be do- we can't be doing that twice right. a week, three times a week and the space will be big enough you know where we could box out a few rooms where you could have a completely matted room for the with the mats down for the jiu-jitsu karate taekwondo or the judo you know the jiu-jitsu judo, judo room could be one of the same because 
grappling for want of a better word and maybe the the karate taekwondo guys and and the boxing guys we can all share that same space we could put another room in there where maybe somebody who's looking for a yoga space or pilates space can operate in there Mm -hmm. that's my vision and then you you come again something we touched on before we went live then we come to a huge crossroads into where what the club is right and that's where do you cross over that bridge mm-hmm. and become a business or remain non-profit um and that's a huge thought process that we have to go through as soon as you turn that into a business the donations from other businesses in the community dry up because you are a business rather than a non-profit mm-hmm. um the grant funding falls away because the grant funding is pretty much prime, whether it's government or for, for where, wherever it's from. Um, the, the lot, like the BC lottery do a lot of funding for sports and stuff in the communities. Um, that would fall away because that's all nonprofit. As, you, as right. I'm sure you're well aware that the, all the granting is pretty much for nonprofit. So we would have to, you know, to cover that fifty, sixty thousand dollar workload, is that a? Where do we find that money from, effectively? Because we we just uh, cover rent and, and ability to buy a bit of equipment or whatever when it gets completely trashed. That's kind of where the club is at at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, we do do our big charity show maybe you know for this one year when we actually get that doing we normally raise around about twenty thousand dollars do we state that this time this year it's staying within the club because we are looking to expand and do it that way you know mm-hmm. that's that's another thought um so yeah it's that's it's it's really exciting one of our other members who is in construction he came down he's one of our came out he was super excited he couldn't get over the space but it's not going to happen overnight and yeah it's a lot of work yeah and yeah, a lot absolutely. of a lot of decisions to be made on that front as well right definitely yeah it's kind of like you said like a crossroads and as soon yeah. as you started talking about that and potentially bringing other businesses in it was that was like my first thought was you know most of those businesses if not all of them are pro- probably for profit yeah you know so that also kind of changes the dynamic there because if they're in the same building as you you know then it's like it's going to be kind of like well why are they non-profit and and you're not you know or vice versa you know so it kind of complicates things a little bit you know um and also you know making your facility itself appealing to other businesses you know to make them exactly exactly yeah exactly so yeah. and, and it is you know it's a raw basement it would have to be completely fitted out it's you know it's basically it's studs, <laughs> studs right. yeah there. wow <laughs> but, but with that it's it's whatever we want it to be then you know right. um it's, it's a blank canvas right that's the nice part about it you know you can but, uh, make it what you want yeah, what it what we want but it's a lot of work but mm-hmm. then you know none of us are afraid of work it's just time frames and whether that works with the with the landlord um yeah yeah 
lots Interest, of interesting times for sure yeah lots of things kind of up in the air lots of um decisions to be made so yeah yeah, yeah. awesome all right um so one thing i always like to ask at the end here as we start to wrap up is if you could provide a piece of advice to somebody who is considering getting into something like this kind of going their own way doing their own thing what would that be what's one of the most important things that you've learned over your time in this industry put your big pants on and go for it you won't regret it um don't be afraid of the work um it is hard work, but um, for me, the, the feeling of payback that you're giving to the, for me, the payback I'm giving to the community and the re reward, personal rewards, it's not monetary. Um, mm -hmm. I get back from it is just, um, it's an incredible feeling. You know, those charity shows we do, the kid, the kid that comes down the club is being bullied the hell out of at school. And you see the whole mental and physical change in that kid after a couple of months of coming down the club. It's a, it's something that you can't, I, I find it hard to put into words, but it's, mm -hmm. um, it's totally worth it when you're, particularly over the COVID times, you know, we were allowed to open, weren't allowed to open. It, when you're a person who has effectively saved someone's life, yeah, it, it's, it's humbling and, and rewarding. Um, Absolutely. A whole host of emotions. Um, yeah. It's a business, but it, it's a lot more, what we do in the in the boxing world the boxing community um it's a whole lot more than than just running a business um yeah yeah i completely agree yeah. you yeah. know that the fulfillment that you gain from helping other people yeah. completely change their lives save their lives change their yeah. lives you know and it affects so many other aspects of their lives as well you know it's not just about in the gym it's yeah. what happens outside of the gym as well and their confidence and their mental state and, you know, just the developments that happen in the gym just translate into so many other aspects of their lives. And it's, it's very cool to see that transition happen for people. And that's really what it's all about. You know, the yeah. reward there on and helping somebody do that is, like you said, it's hard to, hard to put into words. And I yeah. can completely yeah. relate to that. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. All right. So now as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? Yeah, it's quite easy. Fernie Old School Boxing on Facebook. Uh, that's, where, that's where we are. We are in the process of getting an Instagram account up. So it will be the same. It will be Fernie Old School Boxing Club on Instagram. Um, maybe we might put some live video up there of what the classes look like and our sparring sessions as well. We've got a couple of fighters out in Kelowna at the end of the month. So it's good oh. to get back out there fighting for yes, sure. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's been, it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. All right. So Mike from Fernie Old School Boxing in British Columbia, Canada. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been so great having you on the show. Thank you very much for your time. Appreciate absolutely. it. Thank you. Absolutely. 
And to all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there. We'll catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.